0: Hey, this is Pastor Arm, and I want to thank you for joining me today for the Activation Church Podcast. We are here so that people can activate their life in Christ, and I believe this message is going to help you go further than ever before. Check it out. If you have your Bible, I want you to go ahead and turn it to Luke, the 23rd chapter. We're going to be looking at the Easter story today surprise for those of you who are expecting something a little bit different I really hate to disappoint you but today we're going to be looking at the Easter story and I think that the danger of Easter or Christmas is that we can get so familiar with the stories that we miss what's going on these are Stories that we grow up with, these are stories that we see played out on the flannel board. Anybody remember the old flannel board Jesus that was on the, he only had one position, you know? But we can get so familiar with these stories as we grow up that we miss the significance and the power of the moment. And so as we look at this today, I want you to really dig in and allow the Spirit of God to speak to you how many of you believe that God can speak to you today how many of you believe that you can get exactly what you need see I believe that God will meet us at the point of our expectation I believe that God will meet us exactly where we need to be met so I'm gonna start in Luke the 23rd chapter verse 54 the Bible says it was the day of preparation and the Sabbath was beginning The women who had come with him from Galilee followed and saw the tomb and how his body was laid. Then they returned and prepared spices and ointments. On the Sabbath, they rested according to the commandment. Now turn the page to the 24th chapter, start in verse 1. The Bible says, but on the first day of the week, the the chapter has been changed. Yesterday is gone, my past is gone, it's a new day, it's a new week, and it's time for new things to happen. On the first day of the week at early dawn, they went to the tomb taking the spices they had prepared, and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb but when they went they did not find the body of the lord jesus while they were perplexed about this behold two men stood by them in dazzling apparel and as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground the men said to them why do you seek the living among the dead. Would you just ask the person next to you, why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember, don't you remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise. He told you so. Turn to the person next to you and say, he told you so. This is a phenomenal moment in history. Jesus was crucified. He did die. He was buried, but he didn't stay there. He got back up. And I hope That when we get to heaven, we'll be able to go back and actually see all of the stories that we hear about. Won't that be cool? Like maybe on a huge like uh, heavenly movie screen with like an oversized thing of popcorn and butter. We'll be able to like sit there and watch the scriptures unfold in front of our eyes or even better... If, we'll, if, if somehow God actually transports us back to that moment in time where we can actually be there and see it. I don't know about you, but that's the kind of stuff that my mind thinks about. Like I, I love hearing the stories and I love uh, my imagination kind of filling in the blanks, but I want to see it. I mean, I want to see the moment that God created the heavens and the earth when he spoke everything into existence, when he told the stars where to hang in the sky, I want to see that. I want to see the time when God splits the Red Sea for the children of Israel so that they can walk over on dry ground. I want to see David whip Goliath. I almost used a word that I shouldn't in church, but I want to see, I want to see David whip Goliath. I want to watch Jesus preach, and I want to see him perform the miracles, but most of all, I really want to see this story, the moment that his dead body got up out of the grave, and I wonder sometimes, like, what it would have been like to actually be alive when jesus was walking the earth i mean has ever anybody ever thought that like i wonder what it would have been like to actually be there to hear him to see him teach you know like would i have believed him would i have believed his message i mean it's it's really easy to sit here today on this side of history and say oh yeah brother i would have absolutely believed i would have had his back jesus is my ride or die We ride or die together, Jesus. But but without the luxury of hindsight, would I have followed him? Or would I have been a part of the crowd that crucified him? Would I have been like John, the beloved, that followed him all the way to the cross? Or would I have been like Peter that denied him? Would I have been like Judas that betrayed him? I mean, to be honest with you, I would hope that on that Saturday I would have been hanging out in the tomb in my pickup truck, tailgating, barbecuing, waiting on a resurrection because Jesus actually did tell people he was going to die and come back. Did you know that? But this was not a mystery. He told them, hey, I'm going to die, but three days later I'm going to come back. But there was no one there waiting for the resurrection. The only reason they are there is because they are there to prepare his body for burial. And then, get this, when they, actually, when they actually do get there and step in, they're perplexed because his body's not there. And their mind does not go to the fact that he told them he was going to get back up. I mean, it makes sense now, but in the moment, they're like, somebody stole Jesus. I'm perplexed, (laughs) you know, they're like, they can't figure this thing out, but we have to realize they are living in the moment, they don't have the history that we have, they don't have the, the, the ability to look back on the story and come up with a conclusion, they're right there in the middle of this disaster, and that's what it is. I mean, one week earlier, they see Jesus riding into Jerusalem on a donkey, proclaiming to be king. And they're excited about that. But now, now they're dealing with the disappointment of his death. And I've found in life that it's, (laughs) it's really easy to talk about hope when everything's going good. It's really easy to talk about the peace of God that surpasses all understanding when I'm living in a peaceful situation. It's easy to say the joy of the Lord is my strength, you know, when when I'm happy. But when I'm in the moment of my disaster, see, they, they saw their hope crushed on the cross. They saw his body laid inside that tomb, and now they're replaying the images of Friday night. They're replaying their devastation. They're replaying their disappointment. You don't have to raise your hand, but how many of you have ever been disappointed before? Yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of things that disappoint us. I I put my pants on today, and I was disappointed, you know. (laughs) I walk in front of the mirror, disappointed. No, but... You know, there's all different kinds of things that disappoint us. Maybe, maybe life didn't work out the way you thought it was going to work out. Like when you were younger, you had a dream, but here you are now, and it looks nothing like you mapped out for yourself. Maybe you're upset with who it is that you've become. You're, you're disappointed in yourself because you thought you'd be doing this, you thought that you would live this way, but you always find yourself doing the opposite. Has anybody ever caught that, you know, like, you have a standard that you want to hold yourself to, but you, you, never, you never meet it? Like, I'm, I'm going to take my kids to Dunkin' Donuts, and I'm not going to get one, but, you know, I fell, and then I'm, you know, I've, I'm disappointed. You know, maybe it's the disappointment of your past, something that you did that you're rehearsing over and over again. I mean, it's like the, the, the death that they saw. you got to understand, like, this was not just like a casual death. This was gruesome. This is the type of thing that you can't even sleep at night because when you close your eyes, you see that. And I think sometimes that's what happens with our past. It's like we, we're trying to move forward. We're trying to live life. But when we close our eyes, we see our disappointment of what we did. Or sometimes it's the disappointment of what was done to us. It wasn't even our fault. Like, I, I had no part in what happened to me, but now I'm dealing with this disappointment, and here's what happens. Instead of looking for resurrection, sometimes we're carrying around spices just to cover up the stench of our disappointment. I so just want to put a little perfume on it. I just want to cover up or mask the brokenness that's going on inside, like, so somehow in an effort, like, I can make everything look like it's okay even when it's not. I can walk around with a smile on my face even when I'm dying on the inside, and I'm constantly trying to fill the void of my pain, of my past, of my brokenness, of my disappointment with something that will just give me a Feeling in the moment, even though it's not going to last forever. I just, I want something that can give me just, I know that tomorrow I'm going to have to wake up and face this all over again, but if I can just have something in the moment to make me feel the peace or the joy or the comfort or the love that I want, then I'll do that right now for the moment even though it doesn't last. And what I'm doing is I'm covering the stench of my disappointment instead of looking for a resurrection along the way in life, just collecting stuff. Like if I have a relationship, I'll feel better. If I can get married, I'll feel better. If we can just have kids, I'll feel better. If I can get this promotion, I'll feel better. If I can, you know, up my bank account and my savings, I'll feel better. If I can get a new boat, I, I do think that would make me feel better, okay? I'll just be honest with you. But if I got a new boat, I feel better. All this stuff is things that we're collecting, trying to cover up the brokenness that is really happening on the inside. And that's where we find Mary in this story. She's not going to see a resurrection. She's going with spices to cover up the death and the disappointment that she experiences. And the angel says to her, Why? Are you seeking the living among the dead? Which is a powerful question that we should all ask ourselves. Why do I continually look for life in dead places and dead things? It's not that what I am looking for is wrong. Like I want joy, I want love, I want peace, I want comfort, I want to feel whole, I want to feel complete, I want to live in health, I want things to start going Good. Those are all good things to look for, but the angel's saying the problem is you're looking in the wrong place. And if you keep on looking in the wrong place, you're going to have to keep on bringing your spices back because the wrong place does not hold the solution you are looking for because what you are looking for is not here. He has already risen. He's standing on the other side of your disappointment. He's standing on the other side of your grave. And so you, you've got to stop staring into the empty void of the tomb and turn around because if you'll turn around, there's where Jesus is. And so Mary shifts. Turn the person next to you and say she shifts. The Bible says she turns. And there She encounters Jesus. The resurrection and the life. He meets her right there in the place of her pain and her disappointment, and she experiences a transformation. What I want you to know this morning is Jesus will always meet you in the place of your disappointment. But you've got to shift. Turn to the person next to you and say, you've got to do it. I've got to shift from the tomb to the Savior. I can't continue going back to dead, dried up places, dried up things, dried up relationships, dried up substances, expecting a resurrection. I've got to turn around. I've got to fix my eyes on Jesus because he is, somebody say he is, he is the resurrection and the life and he'll meet me in the place of my disappointment and what I've learned is the place of your greatest disappointment can become the place of your greatest miracle there's a lady who has a ministry that reaches all over the world now she ministers the gospel but she also rescues women who are caught up in sex trafficking. And when she rescues them, she gives them the gospel and lets them know that Jesus can transform you, Jesus can change you, Jesus can give you a new life, the old things can pass away, everything can become brand new. It's a powerful ministry, but what's more powerful to me than the ministry she does is where she came from. Because she was abandoned. Her parents left her. They abandoned her. She was raised by people that were not her family, and she didn't even know about it until she got a little bit older. And she herself was abused for years. She was a broken person. She was a shattered person. She lived without hope. She lived every morning in the disappointment of her life and the disappointment of her past, and tomorrow didn't look any better. I don't know if you've ever been there before. Like, you know your past is jacked up, but tomorrow don't look any better. And that's where she is, but she meets jesus and everything changes she stops looking at the grave she stops looking at where she came from and god completely restores her and transformed her Although she was abandoned, now she's found. Although she was rejected, now she's accepted. Although she had no parents, now she's a daughter of God. And she begins to live in the power of that resurrection that can actually change everything in your life. And your trauma and your pain can pull you into your purpose. Do you know the Bible says that all things are working together for your good? There is nothing wasted in your life. Everything that the enemy meant to destroy you and to harm you and to take you out is the very thing that God will flip and use to propel you into your purpose. That's what resurrection power is all about. I don't have to focus on yesterday anymore because yesterday is gone. The morning is gone, and now I'm stepping into a season of joy because he lives i can face tomorrow because he lives i can face tomorrow tomorrow can be a new day right now can be a fresh start but i have to understand resurrection power let let me just pause here and say this most of us do not understand resurrection power we understand jesus died now i can go to heaven And we think that's it. And if you think that's it, you have severely missed the point. He did not die just so you could get to heaven. He died so that you could be restored. The image that was lost in the garden through Adam and Eve was brought back through Jesus Christ. So now you are a son or daughter of God created in his image and called to be fruitful and multiply and increase and to live in the very life of God. When Jesus says, I've not come, he he says, I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. That word life, that's talking about the life of God. I have come so that you can have the life of God in such a way that it overflows your life. That's resurrection power. I am a new creation. I am a new being. Jesus cleared out the tomb to make room (laughs) for my past. See, on Easter, we we always talk about the empty tomb, but the the tomb's really not empty. Jesus isn't there. His body is no longer laying in that tomb, but Aurum's past is in that tomb. Aurum's shame is in that tomb. Aurum's sin is in that tomb. Aurum's disappointment, Aurum's pain, Aurum's... You fill in the blank. Whatever it is that was who you were is now in the tomb because all things have become brand spanking new. If you are in Christ, you are a new creation. You are a new creation. The Bible says old things are gone. Behold, everything is what? New. I like to say brand spanking new. I want you to see what Paul says in Galatians The second chapter. This is incredible. Because this is a man who was crucifying and killing Christians. Yet he has an encounter with Jesus himself on the road, and everything has changed. And watch what Paul says in Galatians 2.20. He says, I have been crucified with Christ. That's what you have to understand. When you come into Christ, you died with him. He says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is No longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. That's why I don't have to live in shame because that's no longer who I am. What I did yesterday is no longer who I am. And every morning I should wake up and step into resurrection power, which means I may have missed the mark. I may have messed up yesterday but today I am still the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus because of what Jesus did that's not who I am. It may still that that guy may still try to come back every once in a while and, and do some stuff but it does not affect my standing with Christ Jesus and you've got to know that because if you don't know that you'll live with condemnation and shame for the rest of your life because every time you mess up you'll think that you gotta fix it and that's not resurrection power resurrection power is I am right now at this moment the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus my past is gone my sin is gone I am resurrected right now that's what's so wonderful about it is resurrection is a right now but not yet meaning At the moment that I receive Christ, I am right now resurrected. But the fullness of that resurrection is the moment where every tear, all the pain, all the sickness, all the stuff that we wrestle with now is completely demolished. But I can experience the fruit of resurrection now. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Jesus says, I'm telling you these things so that my joy may be in you. The peace of God that goes surpa- that surpasses all understanding belongs to me right now. All of these things, every good gift that comes down from the Father belongs to me right here right now in this moment and because of the resurrection I'm going to take a hold of it. Today you need to take a hold of resurrection power in your life. You, you still remember yesterday. You still remember the disappointments. You still remember the pain. But I can move past it because that's no longer who I am. And you need to remind yourself of that. I am a new creation. When those voices come back and try to bring you down and pull you back, you need to remind yourself I am a new creation when you when you feel those moments of not being worthy you need to remind yourself that i am right now the righteousness of god in christ jesus and he died so that i could become like him get that he died so that i could become like him and there is a process there and that process takes longer for some than others But as long as you're in that process, you are moving in the right direction to the point to where one day we look at him we see him face to face and everything is completely transformed. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you have never responded to Jesus in the way of saying, you know what? I want to give my entire life to you. This is not a religion, this is not a I go to church every once in a while this is not any of that this is my life belongs to you, you are now my Lord if that person is you with every head bowed, every eye closed if you would just take your hand and lay it over your heart I want to pray with you in this moment I see your hands all over this place Father, for every person that has laid their hand over their heart Today, I ask that they would experience resurrection power, that they would be transformed from the kingdom of darkness into your marvelous light, that, God, you would begin to touch them, that you would begin to bring emotional healing to them, that, God, you would begin to bring restoration to their heart, to their life, to their mind. God, that you would begin to make all things new. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, if you believe in your heart that he actually did come back to life, that's all you got to do. That's your part. He did everything else for you. And so in this moment, if that person is you, just say, Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Be my Lord and Savior forever. If you just said that prayer, I want to welcome you right now to the family of God. Can we just put our hands together? We welcome people all over this room into the family of God.